Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Two bits of business for you. Well, one bit of conjecture, but first a bit of business. The hottest guests in the game. To be a general manager in this league, every now and then you got to do something outside of the box. Access you won't get anywhere else. Connor McDavid is not going to be denied. At some point, he's just going to pick this team up and put it on his back. Well, the Edmonton Oilers just went full Harlem Globetrotters on that. This is Leon Dreisaitl. I'm Darnell Nurse. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on your home for Oilers Hockey. 630 Chan. In Ice District at Rogers Place should be a beauty tonight. The Edmonton Oilers looking for their ninth consecutive win against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And you're asking me, Bob, why are we opening up with the Eagles' new kid in town? Well, today, uh, a guy tied to the Eagles uh, and that song passed away. Gene Carr at the age of 72. Uh, the legend has it that uh, Carr, who hung out with the late Glenn, uh, Glenn Fry of the Eagles, who nicknamed him Hockey Hollywood, was the inspiration of the Eagles' song New Kid in Town back in 1977. Gene Carr uh, played on the Flin Flon Bombers of the uh, Western Hockey League in the early 1970s. Um, you might want to... Yeah, we're going to get to a little Oilers uh, game day trivia a little bit later on in this half hour and maybe be tied to that team as well. But yes, Gene Carr passes away at 72. That's one of the great... Uh, hockey stories out there with the connection to the Eagles back in the day. For the Edmonton Oilers, they are rolling. They are on fire. Uh, they are playing a team that knows how to win today, the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by World of Spas. Our producer, Dave Campbell, is back in the 630 Chad Studios, along with our technical producer, Derek Scott, as Brendan Escott deserves some uh, much-deserved uh, time away. We have a jam-packed show complete preview coming up. We'll hear from Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch, along with Edmonton Oilers defenseman Matthias Echol. First half hour of the show, uh, courtesy of GCL Diesel, Oilers Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque at 4.35 today for Century Casino Edmonton Sports Bar and Lounge from NHL Hockey and Rogers Ron McClain. And at 5.05 today, Tampa Bay Lightning television analyst in a member of one of the greatest teams of all time, the Montreal Canadiens of the late 1970s, Brian Engblom. Of course, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Uh, ring in the new year with Brett 
Kissel at the River Cree, December the 31st. Get your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. For more information uh, on Twitter, you can reach us on X at Oilers Now. Me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott's available at uh, Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Dave Campbell is back at the 630 Ched Studios. Dave, is it still Dave J? It's uh, Dave underscore Ched. Dave underscore. I got you and Jamo mixed <laughs> you up. <got> me. <laughs> you know why? Because of the Eskimos and the Elks. I'm so, okay. Give it to me again. Dave underscore Ched. There, you got it. You got it. You're not offended because we're both fans of Dave Jameson as well. Oh, uh, Jamo is uh, first class individual. Love that guy. Yeah, you worked for him back in the day when he was the uh, uh, program. I guess was he, what was he? The news of public affairs. Uh, yeah, he was. He was the program director, of news public affairs, and uh, he. It's his fault he hired me. So that's yeah. why I'm in this position. Well, he uh, he had me do, if you recall, a thing in house in about 1995-96 at Oilers games. Uh, at uh, back then it was Skyreach Center. He had me do a thing. Actually, it was before Skyreach. I think it was Northlands Coliseum. It was called Six Thirty Chad's on the tape, and my friends called it Six Thirty Chad waste of tape because my friends <laughs> they held me accountable, Dave. So there you go. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating and cooling, you need to get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. The Oilers are rolling. They have an 8 no record in their last eight games. Uh, number one in the league in goals, 4, 4.75. Number one in the league in goals against, 1.63. Uh, number one in the league of the power play at 44%. Number two in the league at 96.2%. Uh, and people go, well, who the hell's number one? Philly is. They're barely there at 96.4. Plus 25 in goal differential. McDavid's got 22 points in the last seven, uh, 10, uh, last eight games. Um Evan Bouchard has 12 points in the last eight. Zach Hyman, six goals and 11 points. Do you want to point out, great piece today by Mark Spector. I don't often say that about Sportsnet spec. Real interesting perspective on Zach Hyman on Sportsnet.ca. I'd recommend that you read it. Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, with 11 points and plus nine in the last eight games as well. We're going to go to any, uh, no, we're going to pivot here into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Check out their Direct Workwear's new FR Parka with enhanced warming features for only $270. And he had this to say, Chris Knobloch, the Oilers head coach on the Oilers special team success. last eight game segment um, you know six of those games we won the special team battles we had more power play goals than the opposition there's only two games that we didn't and those two games were even so anytime that we can win that little battle it's going to help us tremendously penalty kill has been doing a um, tremendous job right now and the power play early on the year was struggling and there was a confidence issue with just the frustration and just putting too much pressure on themselves um, and you knew that was going to turn around um, at some point so right now the way special teams are going it's going to win us a lot of hot games too there you go let's go to our game day lineup report brought to you by mcguire financial make your financial future a scoring success for a free financial consultation visit mcguire mcguirefinancial.ca all right the Oilers uh, they're going to keep McDavid R&H and Hyman together no surprise they read you the numbers Connor McDavid by the way at a 10 game point streak six goals 25 points 
Leon Drysettle finished the last game with Matthias Janmark and Warren Fogel. Ryan McLeod finished the last game with Evander Kane and Connor Brown. No re- reason to break up the Hamlin Gagne Derek Ryan line. Smart line that scored uh, key goals with two minutes left in uh, the first period in, in the victories over New Jersey. And again, uh, the other night against Chicago. Darnell Nurse and Cody Ceci, Matias Ekholm and Evan Bouchard. Bouchard, 12-game point streak, 18 points during that stretch. Kulak and Dayerne. Stuart Skinner is the expected starter. He will start in goal. And uh, he's on a 7-0 run with a 1.44 goals against average and a 940 save percentage. The Oilers, fifth in the league in goals, four now. Fourth in the league in the power play. Third in the league in shots, four. They moved up to 15th in the league in PK. Chris Knobloch took over a 30th-ranked penalty kill. And... Uh, they were 31st in goals against when the coaching changes made. They're up to 19th. Tampa Bay Lightning has a minus 10 goal differential. Uh, yesterday at practice, Braden Point with uh, Barry Boulay and Nikita Kucherov, who leads the NHL in scoring with 47 points. And Anthony Sorelli with Brandon Hagel, who had 30 goals last year, 64 points from the Mournville product. What a great trade that was for the Lightning. They gave up two seconds and two late first. Tanner Janot is on the left wing of that line. He had 24 goals and 130 pims a couple years ago. Nick Paul, nine goals but minus 16 yesterday at practice. was with Stamkos and Shiri. Glenn Denny was Mott and Essimont. Uh, Victor Hedman is out, will not play. So Sergachev was up with Chernak, Dahan, and Radish. And uh, Flurry was with Perbex. Doesn't necessarily mean those will be the pairings. We see Vasilevsky to expected starter and goal. 4-4, four and four, 2.74 goals against average, 8.94 save percentage. It is. It is. 4.15 in Edmonton. We'll come back in two minutes and get to our sit-down conversation with Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Derek Scott along uh, with Dave Campbell. As promised, it is uh, 417 in Edmonton. We are going to get to our sit-down one-on-one conversation. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Here we go. Louis, we've joked before, there's winning and there's misery. Well, the Oilers are winning. They're uh, 8-0 in their last eight games. They're the hottest team in the NHL since November the 24th. They got the number one ranked offense during that time, 4.75 goals per game. The number one ranked defense, 1.63 goals against per game. The number one power play at 44%. The number two penalty kill at 96.2. The uh, number one goal differential at plus 25 is this what we all predicted when the coaching change was made uh, back on, uh, you know, the second week of November? I think if you were living in a perfect world, that's what you would expect. But I don't think anybody expected it to turn around like it has this quickly, myself included. But I do think what you're seeing with this team now is they're starting to play like we felt they were going to play at the start of yeah. the year. I mean, this is a team that went to the conference final two years ago, lost the Stanley Cup champions last year. And from everybody's account, including myself, thought this is going to be one of the top five teams in the league. And they're going to have a viable chance to win a Stanley Cup. And I really do believe that that team internally, the Oilers internally, 
felt the same way to start the season. That, that, that was the game plan. That was the goal. It was win or bust, and they really felt that way. But I think that took on a whole different weight when the season didn't go as well as it was supposed to go early in the season. It just snowballed effect with a lot of different things happening. But since the coaching change, there's been a dynamic change in this team. And whether they were building towards that, whether they were close to getting to it, regardless, they did get to it with the coaching change with Chris Knobloch coming on board and Paul Coffey helping the defense out and it's it's a noticeable difference it is a viable noticeable difference in the way they're playing the game the emotion around the team the confidence they're playing the game with right now and it's showing in the win columns yeah I think for me the, the biggest surprise when I look at sort of the start of the season so uh, at the time that Jay Woodcroft was relieved of his duties on November the 11th the Oilers had a 3-9-1 record they were 31st in league and goal differential um they were 30th in the league in goals against, 26th in the league in goals for. I think we knew the goals were coming based on the expected goals. 30th in the league in PK. So 30th in PK, 30th in goals against. At that time, they were dead last in save percentage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris Knobloch has gone 10-3. and three. The Oilers have had their toughest road trip of the year during that stretch. Edmonton's got the second best points percentage in the league. The number one ranked offense over the 13 games. Eighth ranked defensively. Number one in the power play. Third ranked penalty kill. That's the, that's, that's the one for me where I'm and number one in goal differential. We knew they could score. It would come. The, the Oilers, as of this morning, five on five have the highest expected goals for percentage uh, uh, in the league. They're, they're number one in that stat. They're ahead of Carolina, which is yep. saying something. that That's a stat that Carolina owns. So their expected goals for uh, percentage is the highest in the league. But it's the penalty killing that, for me, has been the biggest surprise. And, yes, you need your goalie to be your best penalty killer, but... You know, and they played some teams that are good on the power play. Like New Jersey, the best power play in the league. Well, here's the thing. I think at the start of the year, that was the biggest thing for me anyway, was that you might struggle defensively from time to time, but I didn't expect the offense to struggle like it did to start the season. And I don't think anybody did, especially the players in that room. I think they really were frustrated. I know that Knobloch has used that word a lot, and you could visibly see it in the faces and the the actions of the players. They just could not understand why pucks weren't going in the net. I know that you brought up this stat a few times during the season, too. They were creating the most chances in the National Hockey League offensively, but it just wasn't going in. So I don't think their game has changed a whole lot offensively. Just right now, with the confidence, with the finish, and guys starting to chip in, it takes on a whole life of its own, and now the pucks are going that like you would expect this team to score at. They were the highest offensive team in the National Hockey League last year for good reason, because they can be. They're a great offensive team. Now, the defensive side of things for me has been the most impressive, though, and I know this has been a, a work in progress for a couple of years. It's been a work in progress certainly for this year, system changes, coaching change, but what I see right now is a team that's moving their feet, and I know that Paul Coffey has mentioned that a lot of times. Chris Knobloch has obviously mentioned that a lot of times. This team was not checking with their feet. They were standing still. They were caught in between. They were thinking too much. Right now, they're playing a freer, more mobile game offensively and defensively, and there's no question the penalty kill with really... um, you know, solidifying roles for a few guys instead of many, giving them a job to do on the ice has really paid off, and it's been outstanding. The, the penalty kill was leaking 
very aggressively for this team early on in the season. And anytime you're in a game, you score a big goal, all of a sudden you've got a penalty kill, and that team goes out there and exploits your penalty kill and scores on you, it's really deflating to the bench. Um, especially when you're struggling to put up offense when, like Edmonton was to start the year. So now that everything's kind of um, even keel, I think you're, you're getting best of both worlds. You're getting an offensive team that's playing sound defensively, excellent goaltending, very hard team to beat. We're joined by Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel. And, Louis, uh, here's what's interesting to me about this situation. Obviously, the McDavid, Nugent, Hopkins, and Hyman line are yep. lighting it up. Mm-hmm. Leon Dreisaitl, 5-on-5, five yeah. five, isn't totally going yet, is he? Yeah, he hasn't gotten to that top gear. I, I thought last game was his best game, to be honest with you. I know he scored a fluky goal, but it was a goal that was created out of him having the puck on a stick a lot. And most importantly for Leon moving his feet. When, when Leon is moving his feet and he's starting to take control and charge out there, um, look out. Because you you know, and you're right, he is going to get to a point where he goes on a run, which he's done every single year of his career, where he starts to light it up and be that dominant player that he has been for so many years. So I expect that to kick into to high gear. And he hasn't been bad lately. He's actually put some points up lately. So we, we just have an expectation of Leon, similar to Connor. And we saw how Connor kind of broke out and is tearing it up right now on a, on a, a point streak in games but you know for Leon I think they've shuffled the lines around a little bit for him the chemistry didn't really work necessarily with Kane and Brown yes they created some chances they switched it around tried Yanmark uh, on the left hand side and Fogel on the right hand side they did generate a few more chances and it looked like it's something that they could maybe stick with in the future so they're trying right now to find the balance but they are certainly trying to find consistent line mates for Leon Dreisaitl he's one of the best players in the game um, an elite passer elite scorer you have to produce when you're playing with him, and it just hasn't happened five-on-five, five. so if it's not happening, there will be changes, and I expect to see a different look tonight, and maybe that can take off. You know, Louie, it's interesting. The Oilers in 83-84 had three eight-game winning streaks. Now, remember, back then there were ties. There were no shootouts. Yep. Yep. There were no... Uh, and, and so we were in a little bit different world, uh, but the Oilers had a nine-game winning streak to close the year last year, and they had a nine-game winning streak back in 2000-2001. Can you name the other player who led the team in scoring with 10 points in those nine games uh, during that nine-game winning streak. By the way, here's where we tell you that Connor McDavid has 22 points on the Oilers' eight-game winning streak. You'll never get it. The guy, unfortunately, is no longer with us. Sergei Zoltok had 10 points to lead the Oilers in scoring wow. during that uh, nine-game heater that they went on. Tommy Sallow had four shutouts. That was Craig McTavish's rookie year. Wow. And... Uh, and Craig Mack, he had some good defensive teams. Yep. Uh, and the, the second year he coached the team in 0102, the Oilers had the second best goals against average in the NHL and missed the playoffs that year. You're starting to see a trend, and I know that's the one thing that I said again that's impressed me about this Edmonton team is I see a team that's playing way less risky of hockey. Um, They're a high-flying team. This is a team that gets on you fast, can transition the puck, obviously, with the likes of McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, Hyman, Kane, the big five up front. Those guys can really lay a whooping on you if you give them that open ice and, and lanes to shoot the puck and pass it around. I really like how the defense have moved the puck. I like the fact that Paul Coffey has made them expect a little bit more from themselves and make plays. And they are starting to make plays. And because they're making plays, it just seems to be a smoother transition out of the zone, which means you're spending less time in your own zone, which helps the defense. Um, And that, to me, is a sign of a mature team that understands, why would you go out there and try and win 7-5 when you can win 4-1, 3-2, 2-1? And the longer and more capable you are of being in the crunch of a tight game like 
like that. And we've seen that over the last four years build with this team and why it was probably a little bit um, hard to see them lose some confidence and also um, deflate on the bench at times when it wasn't going their way. They haven't done that lately. The Winnipeg game was a prime example of that. It wasn't until almost the seven-minute mark or whatever they tied the game on Darnell Nurse's goal, and then they found a way to win it late in the game. They stayed in the pressure of a one-nothing game entirely through to the third period and found a way to win. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just think that's the sign of a really strong team that understands when they need it, they're going to find the offense if they're playing the right way. The Tampa Bay Lightning won two Stanley Cups. They played in three straight Stanley Cup finals. Uh, they showed that they got a chin in the last time the two teams, the Oilers, uh, when the last time the Oilers played Tampa Bay, Edmonton mm-hmm. got up in that game. I think Edmonton's a different team right now than they were about three and a half weeks ago when that occurred. Uh, Tampa Bay are a different team. They're yeah. 31st in the league in goals against average. Uh, we'll see on Victor Hedman's availability chance he doesn't play tonight. Obviously, yeah. he's a Norris Trophy caliber winning uh, defenseman. You know, they got a couple guys in the minus 15s right now. Sergachev's got a tough year plus minus wise, same with Stamkos, same with a player I love, Nick Paul, who's got nine goals but is minus 16 this season. Just a thought on what Edmonton might be facing tonight against Tampa. Well, you know, you're, you're facing a team that even though they're wounded, they can still bite back. <laughs> and I think they learned that the last matchup between the two teams because they were the better team early. They came out and got a 2 nothing lead. They, they hounded the puck. They were aggressive on the forecheck, which is how I think they need to play tonight again. Um, especially if Hedman's out of the lineup, you need to make the defenseman work and work in their own zone. This is a very good, high-skilled team that when you give them opportunities on the transition, they'll make you pay. Um, so don't let that happen. Control that by making sure that you're you're in layers above the puck. Um, But they had the lead three times in that first game, and all three times the Tampa Bay Lightning found a way to come back and score, I believe it was four goals in the third period, to eventually win 6-4 with an open netter. That's kind of one of those games, it's funny, it's only been, what, three weeks since that game? But you're right, this isn't the same team. This team has dramatically changed in that period of time, the Edmonton Oilers. The confidence is back. They understand how to stick in, in the thick of a game and up against a team that they respect very much. I expect them to come out and have um, a great attention to detail because they know they can be hurt. Louis, great stuff. Thank you for your time. All right, bud. You back. That's Louis DeRuss, Sportsnet Color Analyst, brought to you by GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. It is Bob Stoffer, Dave Campbell, Derek Scott with you. Reed Wilkins has the face-off show at 535. Randy Kilburn's up next with a global news weather traffic update. Ron McLean at 435 from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Century Casino Edmonton when we return. <laughs> 